The audio quality for the music that plays for every recipient of every award on this end of year awards is not the best. And frankly, I don't give a damn. Let's get to the awards. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to The Bullet Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the what fifth annual Bullet Cast Awards, aka the Casties. I'm your host, the Microphone Messiah Podcasso. You're uh, you're uh, oh, here it is. There, there we go. There we go. Your current reigning, defending, undisputed Bullet Cast Heritage Universal Champion, Philip Antoine. I am joined by a bunch of peasants. Former champions, Brian Tronic, Brandon Tanguma, and Baby Huey. What's going on, Current guys? Current champion. Current champion. Hey, I, I will kick undisputed. you off of this, bro. You already know. You already know. Why you guys start the episode like this? What? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Brian, but I, I don't know what's longer. He, the, the number of names in the title for his for his belt there or the number of nicknames he gives himself. Right. I, right? I wrote, I wrote them down. Do you guys want to do that? We'll, we'll save it for in the click. We'll save it for in the click. That's a running bit. Time. That's a running bit over there. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like Cindy's back here all over again. We don't have time for any of this. But I'm, I'm feeling generous. So, you know, like they brought back the old Ring of Honor championship. So here's what I'll do. Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's the original, original one? The Toy Pride championship we used to have. Oh, it's in the it's in the closet. It's it's in the closet. <laughs> you out here lying to the people that's not the original belt bullet cast belt i mean i brought back the og one this is the og one that's not the og that's the third incarnation of the belt i know where's the second incarnation that you, that you have um well it's technically i destroyed it why, why but like would the you destroy structure, the, the structure of the championship is still in my room somewhere aka he who should not be named world heavyweight championship belt okay okay <clears throat> I, uh, Pegasus, oh my Pegasus God! Kid. It's Cindy Tronic, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Cindy. Say hi to the people, Cindy. Can she hear us? <laughs> come on, come on, Cindy. Say hi. Come on. Can I take another call ahead today, real quick? Get, Can you talk what? about a call? Yeah. I mean, how long is it going to take? I had a lady who her 
Great audio right here. I love and gentlemen. this. I love way all to start of this. Off, way to start off the 2021 year in review show. Hey, that's okay, guys. I'm, I'm here for all of it. I'm here for every single thing that is being said. Um, we have a lot of awards to mm-hmm. give out today. Um, breakout star of the year, tag team, woman's wrestler, um, male wrestler of the year, the whole nine yards. Yeah, and I'm, and the actual champion of the show, okay, of the universe, the bullet cast universe, okay, Brian Tronic, the undisputed, undeniable, universal bullet cast heavyweight champion. Uh, I just want to say thank you to all the casties and the <laughs> the bullet cast universe for accepting me and allowing me to bless your ears and. <laughs> You know, just contribute in a major way, in a big, big, big way, as big as possible as I possibly can. Thank you so much. Oh, dude, what are you talking about, bro? (laughs) We love you, Brian. Thank you so much for your contributions throughout the year. Before, by the way, shout out. I want to give shout out to Brian, man. Looking clean, clean cut today. Looking good, man. Yeah, thank you, man. You know, I had to get the man. If we if we was doing video back then, we I would have lost a whole lot of views. You feel me? Oh man, I was good then too. <laughs> I don't know about that. You look like you look like Weird Al from uh, Fat Albert. Oh, <laughs> just without the height, bro. Just the the fro was the fro was wild. It was saw a couple naps. I mean, oh, let me see. Hold on. You know, I got he the, got what? the fade. He got the fade. Okay, I see you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, before we actually give out awards, we have to go in memoriam for those that we have lost in 2021. Beautiful Bobby Eaton, Hacksaw Butchery, Daphne, Jim Crockett Jr., Jody Assassin Hamilton, New Jack, Paul Orndolph, The Patriot, and uh, Jimmy Rave, uh, Melissa Coates, and so many others. May, May they all rest in peace. Peace and peace. Yes. Now, with that being said, let's uh, let's do this. Now, I know you guys are not going to be a fan of the way that I'm about to play this music, but I don't got time to do the OG way like I've been doing. You know, I got I got other things to do, got other places to go, got people to see. I right? so I'm about to I'm about to do a Public Enemy style. I'm about to play it right into the Oop. microphone. Um, the second best podcast behind actually third best because there's this there's in the click. Then there's public enemies. Within the, within the ropes. Curveballs uh, and chair shots. I go curveballs and chair shots over within the ropes. Um, don't think so. I, I mean, only when I'm on it. Uh, oh. Which has been every week. since. Which has uh, been every ropes. week. Yeah, which has been every ropes single week. Been on hiatus. Oh, have, you really, have you really been on there? I don't listen. <laughs> exactly. He's been on there every single week. He's strictly there just to talk about the Indianapolis Colts who are on an absolute tear. Okay. And the Los Angeles Lakers who uh, are a dumpster fire at the moment. But yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he's strictly there to do that. I'm strictly for the culture. Shout out to my homie Matthew. Yes, sir. Me too. I am too. Shout out Copenhagen Smith who came back from the dead. Man, yeah. shout out Copenhagen. Shout out Copenhagen Smith. One of the uh, you know how like WWE had the 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 Vlad super fan. He he's ours. I love Copenhagen Smith. He's 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 Jim. Down been there since day. Uncle X now. He's Free. Uncle X. That's the new name. I love uh, him. Uncle X. Love him. Love him. All right, guys, let's get this started. So the Kurt Angle Award for Breakout Star of the Year. We have 10. The nominees are Jade Cargill, Braun Breaker, Omos, Joe Gacy, Hook, Carmelo Hayes, Masha Slamovich, Dante Martin, Daniel Garcia, Tay Conti. I need a – can I get a drum roll? 
Can I get a drum roll? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there we go. There we go. Our winner for breakout star of the year, Carmelo Hayes. Yes! I might, I might do a Dougie or something. I don't know. Yep. Let it, let it play. Let it play. Uh, Carmelo Hayes. I mean, hell of a, hell of a year, man. He beat Adam Cole. He won the breakout tournament. Became the North American champion at New Year's Evil. He has the potential to uh, unify the North American and cruiserweight titles. Um, he's had the, that nice feud with Johnny Gargano. Shout out to, shout out to Carmelo Hayes, y'all. What are, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, uh, baby Huey? No, I, I love Carmelo Hayes. I mean, he is one of the guys that is part of the crossover of the original NXT era into 2.0 era. So um, I, I'm glad that he's thriving now for NXT and he's part of like, you know, the I know AEW talks a lot about the pillars, the four pillars. I can easily say Carmelo Hayes is one of the pillars of NXT 2.0. And so I've really... Uh, admired that he's been able to um, do really well at the end of the black and gold era of NXT. And he's still just taking it to a new level now with 2.0. It seems like they really have a lot invested in him. And it's just cool that, you know, he did really well at the end of the two point or excuse me, the black and gold era, you know, as you said, the Adam Cole win, and he really was uh, stood out the whole breakout tournament. And so now he's starting to get more character work now. And I'm really excited to see what he does next in 2022. I, I think he's going to beat Roddy Strong and become uh, the unified champion there. Do, do they? Are they still going to call it North American Championship? Does anyone know if once it's, they unify it? It's going to be the North American Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like remember the Euro Continental title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, anyway, I, I, I just I, I I see bright things for him. I, to me. He has shades of Shawn Michaels a little bit, like as far as, you know, his personality and kind of what he does in the ring, you know what I mean? Kind of that cocky air, you know, like young Shawn Michaels in the early 90s. You know what I see? I see because I watched his indie stuff when he was Christian Casanova. I see Flex Cavana. And then what he's doing now, I see hints of hints of a hints of a young rock, not the TV show, which is mm. a great show. But I see hints of of, of young Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, so I think he's going to do great things. Um, Brian Tronic, you were very excited for this. What are your thoughts? I love it. Um, Carmelo Hayes is my pick for breakout star for the next five years. <laughs> five. Okay, he can only win this award once, but all right. Uh, Brandon <laughs> Tanguma. Um, I think out of all the different categories, this one was kind of the one I struggled with the most. All 10 of these wrestlers are, are very good. Uh, neither one. I mean, no one really had like a superstar breakout, you know, world championship type of year. Um, I, I forget who won last year, but uh, there wasn't like a stand. I think maybe Rip Rick won last year. I forget, but there wasn't like a stand in a way one for me personally. I got to show some love to Ty Conti. I've been talking about her pretty much the entire year. I mean, she's been in NXT for a few years. She, you know, had some talent, but she wasn't exactly the best wrestler in the world. And then she goes to AEW. I thought, okay, she's just going to be there, be like a dark wrestler. And no, she's showed up. She's you know, had her relationship with Anna Jay and she's gotten over quite a bit. Obviously, I don't think she's going to be like that top tier performer, but I think it is a, you know, good for her that she was able to kind of turn around. Because if you would have told me she was going to be an AEW, I didn't think she was going to come close to what she did this year. Absolutely. Tay Conti had the bullet cast Twitter blowing up that one day. Shout out, shout out, Tay. Love her. Love her to death. <laughs> uh, I think she'll be the TBS champion some point in time. Uh, the runner up for it was uh, blowing Bray up kind of how I. When everything just blew up once I joined the full cast, so you know, uh, 
if you mean blow up and then crumble down to a million pieces, then yes, absolutely. Because you didn't buy tickets to West Coast. Bro. Um, runner up was Braun Breaker, the son of uh, Rick Steiner and the nephew of Big Papa Pump, the big bad booty daddy. I thought that was uh, I, I thought he was going to win. I did. You know, uh, I thought Jade Cargill like early, like early when I first started making this list earlier in the year, I was like, I think she's going to take it home. You know, because the stuff with Shaq and she was just her short mic work was impressive to me and stuff like that. But uh, hey, what are you going to do? All right. This is Hook the ro- is a lock to win it next year. Yeah, I would say Hook's next year. I think Hook's going to be next year. Hook. I, I, the, the debut was fantastic. I love Hook. He's he, he's mage. I, I think he can beat Roman. I, I think he's going to dethrone Roman. I'll say it here. I will say it here. Carmelo Hayes? Um, no, Hook. I think Hook is going to dethrone my tribal team. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't let Roman know that I don't want to lose my seat at the table. Eight, eight second squash. <laughs> well, let's not. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's sell the Superman punch. <laughs> let's stop. This is our tag team of the year award. I named it after the Road Warriors because, hey, probably the greatest team to ever do it. Am I right, baby Huey? Oh, yeah. I was alive when they were at their prime. So was I. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, that 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 LOD two thousand boy. Let me don't let yes, me sir. shout out Sonny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so the nominees are the Street Profits, FTR, Young Bucks, Usos, RK Bro, Los Lucha Rodders, uh, AJ and Omos, Finn Juice, the Acclaimed, and MSK. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners of the twenty twenty one Bullet Cast Award for Tag Team of the Year is drum roll, please. <laughs> Los Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Let it yes. play. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out uh, Alex Abrahantes with the HP commercials. I, I thoroughly enjoy them. I thoroughly enjoy them. Brian Tronic, tell us about Los Lucha Brothers. Los Lucha Brothers. Pentagon will be at Stockton Con coming up here in a couple weeks. Mike, you're welcome That's right. for the plug. <laughs> Listen. The uh, interview l- coming soon? What? Maybe. Hmm? In Espanol? Cindy, Cindy can translate. See, oh, yeah, um, Los Lucha Brothers. Um, listen, they didn't win much, okay, but when they won, they won big. It was hard for me because RK Bro has been on a roll here since uh, since August, they've been going at it. Randy Orton's one of the greatest in the game, so it was tough, but Los Lucha Brothers are the tag team of the year, and I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, Brandon Tanguma. Very excited. I did pick the Lucha Brothers to win. Uh, I mean, love the steel cage match they had with the Young Bucks. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, I think the AEW tag team division, it's kind of the same people, you know, FTR, Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers, but they've been consistently good the whole year. I think people, I th- maybe we're going to see how the list pans out, but I think maybe some people forget like very early on in, this, in the year because Lucha Brothers, as Brian said, wasn't doing too, too much early in the year. I remember I was like, they need to do more with them, whether it's as a tag team or singles. And then they finally gave it to them at all out and uh, fantastic. Hopefully they can uh, do more work. They're doing something looks like with uh, Jurassic Express. Should be a, a fun match whenever that happens. All right, my good close personal friend, Baby Huey. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you guys as far as Lucha Brothers. Since they signed with AEW, Pentagon, and Ray Phoenix, I think for the longest, like when they w- were like the original signees for AEW, I think a lot of people who are Lucha Underground fans really excited to see them get signed AEW, and we're hoping for them to 
do big things there. And they was kind of stop and go. Like they did some good tag team stuff together. And then like at one point was earlier this year, Pentagon turned heel briefly for like a one-off with Cody Rhodes. And that didn't really lead to anything after that one match. And so I'm, I'm glad they kind of were able to reset themselves as a tag team, go on a run and finally win the tag titles for arguably the best tag team match of the whole year with them, the Young Bucks, as Brandon just mentioned. So I'm glad finally they seem like they have a direction for them and they've been putting on banger matches for the second half of the year now. And I mean, I, I love Ray Phoenix and I can't wait to see what they can do next. I think at some point they each should go on singles runs. I think they're both that damn good and have the following, but I'm glad they're, they're doing something right now. And the championship really solidifies them as one of the top teams just around the country or the world. All right. Uh, Baby Huey, big Lucha Underground fan. Uh, tell me who was the last Lucha Underground champion? I already know that. I just want to know, do you know? I do. Tell me. Do you sure? He's why no, no, don't look it up. He's on the uh, wall well, behind me. He's on the wall? Yeah. John oh. Cena. Yeah, John Cena. I, I mean I can't see it's him. It's Jack Swagger, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I was going with Arn Anderson. Hey man. <laughs> no, you know, he's he Jake Strong then. That's true. I mean he pulled he pulled out the Arn pulled out the Glock and almost almost took it home. I mean, you know, don't get me started. All right, now we are going over to Female Wrestler of the Year. I named this after the great Mae Young because she was one hell of a talent. One of the best to ever do this. So, here we go. The nominees for Female Wrestler of the Year. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Rhea Ripley, Serena D, Britt Baker, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, Mandy Rose, and Camille. All right. I almost forgot the runner-ups for Tag Team of the Year were both the Usos and RK Bro. Now, without further ado, the winner for Female Wrestler of the Year. Let me get the uh, let me get that drum line. That drum. Bianca <laughs> Belair, a uh, a guest on In the Click this year when she was the um, SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, I mean, Bianca Belair, she won the Royal Rumble, had a great match at WrestleMania with uh, Sasha Banks, first the first uh, two black women to main event WrestleMania for a world championship. The matches with uh, Bailey, it ended, you know, we, we, we know how we all felt about the ending at SummerSlam. I mean, Tronic and Huey were there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just a hell of a run, man. I mean, and the stuff she's doing with Dewdrop, and I, I was at that Raw when she wrestled Charlotte in Sacramento before Blood Money, and I thought she was going to take the title home. I mean, Bianca, she's just and, – and to be a homegrown WWE talent, she's been within the company for, what, six, six or seven years, and to see her have that uh, a rise and only be on the main roster for a year and, and to rise that fast, that's something absolutely astronomical. Uh, Brandon, what, what are your thoughts? I love this. I picked Bianca Belair to win now, you know, First half of the season, first half of the year, she was uh, on top, winning the Royal Rumble, beating Sasha Banks. I, I loved everything she was doing. She has kind of cooled off uh, second half of the year, but she's still doing great stuff. And um, I think we've talked about it, kind of her ups and downs and the way she's been portrayed, whether it be heel or babyface. She's done very well. And going back to the NXT days, I she was pegged as a you know fantastic athlete, fantastic talents, and I think she's carried it over to the main roster and. Um, it is good because the four horsewomen can only be there for so long, and I think Bianca Belair is going to lead the next generation of women in WWE. Baby Huey. Yeah, no, going off what Brandon said, I 
you think about it from Royal Rumble to SummerSlam, no one else has had probably a better eight month run than Bianca Belair as far as accomplishments. I know Roman's been Universal Champ the whole time and, you know, the top face of WWE, but what she was able to accomplish during that time period, no one else did. I mean, it's amazing as, you know, Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, that amazing match with Sasha Banks, May of NT 9-1, and then, you know, continuing her her reign. Unfortunately, yeah, it came abruptly <laughs> cut short at SummerSlam with Becky Lynch. But then, you know, they, they continue a little bit of the rivalry there and then her matches with Charlotte. And I, I think right now she's been in a good little program with Dewdrop just to keep her busy. I, I think she'll eventually re-enter that title picture soon. They're trying to, I think, shuffle in some other people in the main event scene for the women's division over on Raw, specifically with Becky and Liv Morgan now. I think Bianca is always someone they can bring back into the fold and I'm just happy for her because you look at her time in NXT I think we all wanted her to be champion there unfortunately the timing there it was really crowded back then when she was in NXT because um Shayna Baszler was champion and doing great things with you know her matches with Kyrie Sane and and EO and all that so that time in NXT was really busy so you know I, I think a lot of people want to see Bianca win something there but she never got to win the championship down there so for her to really excel uh, on the main roster, she totally deserves it. And so, yeah, phenomenal athlete. What she could do in the ring, you know, with her pure strength and athleticism, no one else can do. So she is fun to watch. And Brandon, you brought up a good point. I, I think they have invested so much in the four horsewomen to carry that division for years. They got to start building to the future. Who's going to be the next face of that division for the next five, ten years? And so Bianca Belair and also I think Tony Storm, Looks like Liv Morgan's going to get, hopefully, a push as well. So, uh, But, yeah, Bianca Belair, she's definitely someone. I'm glad to see WWE is giving her so much love on the main roster. Um, Brian Tronic Chronic. <sighs> it's so nice how Bianca Belair wins this award when she clearly hasn't beaten the opportunity. I mean, <laughs> congrats to Bianca Belair. I mean, when you look at the year, Right. I mean, I'm glad this isn't like best women's wrestler right? and just women's wrestler of the year, because I mean, while Bianca Belair has been champion and she's had a lot of competition, you know, Charlotte, she's beaten almost everybody. I mean, what I mean, who else is there on her, whatever brand she's on? Right. So um, I guess, you know, it's bittersweet. I was hoping for Charlotte, but um. I'm happy for Bianca also. <laughs> I believe Charlotte's won this award before. I I, I believe she won it like one year. Do, do, Brandon, do you remember? Do you, do you, well, I was do trying to go back in time. I who Do you remember who won last year? Because I don't think Becky won last year. I Becky definitely Sasha won last year. Becky definitely won in 19. If we go to 18, maybe she won it that year. 18 or 17. She won one of, one of the first two. Charlotte to win them all. I, I I mean yeah I, I, maybe yeah. in eighteen we got caught up in kind of the the, the beginning of Becky Lynch so maybe Becky won eighteen too I don't know I forget that's 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 possible that's possible okay. uh, the runner ups for female wrestler of the year were Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa yeah shout out Thunder Rosa uh, shout out Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. all right uh promo pick of the year this is the Dusty Rose Award baby yeah baby the American Dream. Feel hot my, times. Feel my hot, hand. Feel my hot, hand, Daddy. My hand. Touch your hand. Hot times. Absolutely, baby. <laughs> Tronic, give me, give me some dusty. Give me some dusty, Tronic. Oh, you know, baby. You know, we living good. We feeling good. And we we doing everything, baby. You know what I'm you saying. You sound like a sugar daddy. Stop. Huh? I do. Hey, <laughs> hey, that works, too. 
That works too. I'm telling Sydney. I'm telling Sydney. Oh, Brandon. But Brandon, give me, some, give me some Dusty Rhodes. Sugar Rhodes. Oh, give, me some, give me some Dusty Rhodes, Brandon. I mean, I don't know. I'm supposed to be able to top that, but uh, let's go, baby. Let's talk about the promos of the year, Daddy. That's a new character, Sugar Rhodes. That's a new character for the podcast. Hey, you know who? I might have to bring Smokey back. Y'all remember Smokey? From Friday? No, the smoke alarm, bro. Smokey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> See, Brian, Brian, I know Smokey from yeah. Friday. I was about yeah. to say, if I could bring Chris Tucker in this thing, I, would, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I wouldn't be here. What y'all talking you know, about? I mean, we grew up on that, you know? Yeah, I we mean, grew up on that. I mean, so did I. Oh. You know, I had to take somebody's black card away today. Oh, okay. We're just gonna get into it. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I, I was. I, I didn't want to do that to that young man, but he, uh, he, he did. He didn't know the classics. Oh, he didn't. He, Brian, he didn't know. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm black at a black, and I'm black. He didn't know that. Oh no. Yeah. All right. Promo of the year. Uh, MJF and CM Punk. You know the promo. The first one. Uh. Roman Reigns uh, saying John Cena's like missionary position every single night. Uh, Eddie Kingston and CM Punk on Rampage. Dan- uh, Brian Danielson and Hangman Page. And, uh, the Dynamite after Full Gear where Danielson says the night after WrestleMania when he won the world title, he wrestled the very next night. Um, Britt Baker saying she's the baddest bitch on the block. Fighter Fest night one. And then uh, one of my personal favorite of the year, Adam Cole to Karrion Cross. This place has done everything to make you feel special. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me get a drum roll. The winner of promo of the year. Great audio. I was going to say, <laughs> increase your Wi Fi, Philip. What do you mean? <laughs> I didn't know this was a version that could be played. I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I'm I love it. MJF and uh, and CM Punk, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was a very nice promo. I mean, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. We, we know, we, you know, he's, uh, he's nice on the shtick on the mic. Uh, Punk, you know, Punk didn't really. I mean, you know, we called him a, a less famous Miz, but like MJF cooked homie, you know. But my personal opinion, I, th- I really thought like the Adam Cole one or or the missionary. I popped for the missionary line. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I thought that was hilarious. That was hilarious to me. Uh, Brian Tronic, what are your thoughts? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think I always pop. I always pop for missionary. <laughs> we are learning things about baby Huey tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Um, oh my god, promo of the year. <laughs> I don't think there was very many. I think all the ones that were on, you know, listen, MJF and CM Punk for me killed it. I was a little taken aback, like, I felt like, uh, eh, I don't know at first, but watching it a few times, it's like, all right, this the one, it's the one where CM Punk is like, you know giving me that energy that CM Punk used to give me back in uh uh you know WWE so I'm with it I'm okay, I'm okay with it it's okay I mean I I mean tribal chief you know it's sad that 
you're betraying tribal chief, you know, like this. I mean, I, I mean, this is your show, right? I would have just given it straight to the tribal chief, you know. What, what, me? Yeah, I, I have to go by the votes. I can't. I get. Do, I understand. I can't that. do I things can't, like that. I mean, I, I mean, it's your yeah, show. This isn't, I, mean, I mean, this isn't like the Bullet Cast Championship. Without properly documenting everything. My, yeah. my picks were on the Public Enemies podcast. <laughs> oh, <they laughs> you just you don't listen to that show, so how would you know? Yeah. That's I what listen. I thought. No, you don't. I listened. They were my number one my they were in my no, top they, five <laughs> podcasts. They blocked you from uh, listening. My Spotify. They blocked you from listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Oh, when we were doing this uh, thing, we were trying to list off the promos. We couldn't exactly think of some uh, besides the CM Punk MJF promo. And I think this clear cut was the best one. I've been wanting angry, like, you know, CM Punk from WWE for a long time. And we finally got it. Love this promo. I want to give some love to Eddie Kingston. I think he's consistently done great promos. Every, everything he's been a part of, maybe could have been part of the breakout star of the year, but uh, really have enjoyed what Eddie Kingston has brought to the table in AEW and his talking. Uh, maybe even. Yeah, I mean, come on. It, it was so obvious, CM Punk and uh, uh, MGF. I mean, the fact you, know, you had two guys in the ring going back and forth, it was like almost like a roasting battle. So it... it, it you know, a lot of these other promos, it was people by themselves, whatnot, doing their thing in the ring. For CM Punk, you know, ever since he signed with AEW, people were expecting to get the immediate CM Punk from, like, 2014. And I think for the first couple of months, people thought it was a little underwhelming. You know, it wasn't like he wasn't showing the full signs of his old shades of himself. And so a lot of people were kind of like, who is this guy? He's, like, too nice. I want the more venomous CM Punk. And so, finally... This promo with MGF, it's like, oh my god, there he is. There's the old CM Punk we've been wanting ever since he re-signed with AEW. But I'm glad they took their time to get there. And you do got to give a shout-out to Eddie Kingston, because that was his previous feud. And they had a legendary, I think, back and forth, even though it was a quick little, what, two weeks before, uh, was it full gear, right, when they wrestled each other? So, um, but that, you know, few weeks program, I think, helped really springboard cm punk's like okay we're we're getting the old cm punk back now and then now the mjf feud to start after that it's like okay we're now here we are finally get the old cm punk back so that's why i'm just i'm finally happy we finally get the old cm punk he's doing his thing and um and i'm glad they're taking their time here for the last couple weeks on dynamite you know mjf's been dodging cm punk running away from him running through the crowd so they're really setting up that tension and anticipation when he finally gets to lay his hands on MGF, people are just going to scream so hard for that. So um, I'm digging what they're doing with this feud. They're taking their time. And they're stretching it out because who knows if this is going to go all the way to what? Revolution? I don't know if they can go that long, but maybe one of the upcoming specials on TV or something. Um, This is all the possibility. All the very good possibility. Runner-up was the Adam Cole carrying cross promo. I love this that is, promo. Uh, it was great. It was a great promo. It was a great promo. I, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, it makes you wonder the fact that Adam Cole said that about carrying cross and, you know, calling him out on his ring skills. And then keep in mind, remember Johnny Gargano also called him out on his in-ring skills. I think it was that go home episode of NXT before takeover where it was like, what it was ultimately what fatal five way for that yeah. match. So cross is in the ring and everyone else on the outside. But Johnny, if I remember correctly, said something 
about his in-ring skills or how bad he is in the ring. And so it makes you wonder, these guys keep using that in their promos against Cross. So I wonder if that's like a locker room discussion piece or is that something the wrestlers kind of joke about behind Cross's back or whatever, just maybe what he lacks in the ring, that's something they all kind of joke about and they're like, okay, let's use this in our promo against him. So I one day, if someone ever does like a shoot interview, I hope someone asks about that and maybe we can get more uh, uh, more of an answer behind that, what was going on in the locker room at the time. But anyway, that promo, I popped for it. When Adam Cole said that, what makes me special, they ring the damn bell. So it just shows how great of an in-ring performer he is. Absolutely. What makes me special? <laughs> I hit record. Like, is he, <laughs> you know, like, come on. Come on. Like, who better? Mm. Like, Canyon used to say, who better? Who better? Nobody. That's why I'm the industry leader. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, throw it up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Now you, see, now you're just. Stingers up. No, all right. Shout out Sac State. Oh, oh what, you, what you know about Sac State? What did you know about Sac State? What do you know about Sac State? <laughs> I've done things, Sac State, boy. Thanks. I really can't get into on this podcast. <laughs> what do you know about missionary? You run, you run the D at Sac State? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what? What are you, you talking about? Did you <laughs> defend my championship at Sac State? Um, Your championship's at Graham's house. <laughs> yeah yeah don't come for the king i can do this all day that's a like, good one like a sacramento king yes sir i could do this all day i like yeah. it i like that all right my other championship is <laughs> no nah, the only one you got bro see i win them you buy them there's a difference <laughs> yeah 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 what else you want what else do you want keep coming keep coming you don't um, want this smoke you don't um, want this smoke Where's my wife? I'm flag? cooking you. <laughs> I'm cooking you like grits, like shrimping grits. Yes, sir. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. OMG moment of the year. Oh, this is the Joey Styles Award because obviously he used to yell, oh, my God, at everything. So CM Punk debuts in AEW. Uh, Becky Lynch returns at SummerSlam. John Cena returns at Money in the Bank. Adam Cole and uh, Brian Danielson debut it all out. And Ponytail Brock debuts at SummerSlam. <laughs> all right. Uh, drum roll, please. It is, of course, it's CM Punk. Yes, Living Color. Great band. I didn't know they were black for the longest time. I, 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 found, I, found, I found that out uh, at like like a, like a year or two after the uh, punk started using that music. But yes, of course, it's CM Punk, the debut in AEW. It, uh, it was something. It, it was something great. Uh, quick thoughts on that. Uh, Baby Huey. I mean, you could argue that was the biggest moment in all of pro wrestling. I mean, in, in, in sports. I mean, it just God, like I, I just thinking about it now, I still get chills. As far as you think about it, like I think for the longest time, CM Punk back in 2014 was arguably the most popular wrestler in the world. Walks away from WWE. We all know about everything, all the drama and everything he went through. Ever since then, fans have been wanting him to come back. They still chant his name at WWE events for years. And I think after like five years, people are like, ah, I don't think he's ever coming back now. He went MMA route. That didn't turn out, you know, probably what he wanted. I do give him credit for trying at least. And so I think a lot of people were just like, I don't think he's ever coming back to wrestling. I think, you know, he's starting to get too old or whatever. It, it's not going to happen. 
And then finally, you know, early summer or whatever, rumblings were starting to come out, rumors and leaks of like, he, he might be interested in coming back now at AEW's getting a lot of momentum. It's like, okay, I think AEW is the platform that kind of suits him and what he wants out of wrestling promotion. And sure enough, when it was reported, he was, he signed and, and you know that that news got out there and people were just waiting for anticipation and then that episode of rampage in chicago i mean brian you and i you know we were in vegas you know SummerSlam weekend when that happened mm-hmm. um i know SummerSlam. everyone was excited for SummerSlam, but that friday before everyone was talking about oh my god rampage we need to tune in and you know they did a great job of like promoting it without actually saying it like it, they whoever leaked it out properly you know saying hey this rampage you should be watching because something big's gonna happen in Chicago. And sure enough, the way they kicked off that rampage, the music hit, and he just comes walking out. The crowd erupts. I mean, God, I I, I still watch on YouTube to this day every once in a while just to get to get the goosebumps watching again. So such an amazing moment. It's like, oh my God, finally he's back wrestling. CM Punk is back. I didn't think this was gonna happen. So it was such an amazing moment. Everyone was talking about it. Twitter was blowing up. Social media. So it was just. It, it was amazing. I think I'm, I'm glad he's back. I think he walked away still in his prime. So I'm glad he can finish his career on his terms properly. So I'm just happy for him. Uh, Brian. It was uh, CM Punk was one of my favorites, one of my youngest son's favorites. So it was very special to see him come back to wrestling after seven years. Um, it was surprising. It had some good feelings and some... I was like happy and I was kind of angry at the same time because it didn't go back to WWE, (laughs) but, uh, but it it was good to see him back. Um, And I think, I mean, there's a no brainer. There's nothing else that was more. Oh my God. than CM Punk coming back to wrestling. Yeah. uh, I hope you guys can say something else. CM Punk is on another category later on in the show. (laughs) The return. Sure. Brandon, you have anything real quick or do you want to save it for the next category? Love CM Punk over my shoulder. Got the plaque 434. Let me get that. Mm. <laughs> I got the Ziggler one. Let me get that one too. Well, that's because I actually wanted this one. Wow. But, but Zig, it's a Ziggler winning the world title. How could you say that? I can't, believe, I, I can't believe you would say that. Dolph is a great guy. I met him once. He's, he's a tremendous talent. Great Intercontinental Champion, too. Man, come on, man. Try to tell you. Spirit Squad, I'm trying to tell you. I'm, I was there. If you watch on the network. You can when he won the IC title in Sacramento. I'm right there behind him. Brian saw it. He looked I it sure up. Did. I'm I right sure there. Sure you did. can see me like ah, right behind him. He's laying in the crowd. That's what's up, man. Uh, the runner-ups were the John Cena Money in the Bank return and then Ponytail Brock at SummerSlam. <laughs> oh man, the Cena return, man. I, I, I felt like I was eight years old again. I was like, oh my god. It was just a super, super great thing. Uh, as Tronic would say, yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, moving on from that, we are going to the Four Horsemen Award. This is the faction slash stable of the year uh, award. So the nominees are the Inner Circle, the Elite, the Bloodline, the Dark Order, Shane Taylor Productions, the Way, and Hit Row. All right, Hit Row, Hit Row, and let me get a drum roll. <laughs> Right now, oh, y'all already knew. I mean, it, it's right there. It's right there. The one I got on is better. 
but it's the bloodline. Yes, Roman Reigns, the Usos, and the Wise Man. I should have. Uh, I'm gonna just cut it right here. I should have threw. I should have threw Baby Huey in the background on, on Heyman's body. That would have been funny. What's on yours? Nothing, bro. Oh, you cut out Paul Heyman completely. <laughs> yeah, I did because I didn't know what to. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. But uh, I mean, the bloodline. I mean. I've seen the footage of the six-man tags at the live events. They've been lighting it up. Uh, Roman operating at a different level with, with those guys around. Uh, what are your thoughts, uh, Brandon? I mean, no shock that the Bloodline won. And it really just speaks to what Roman did this year because pretty much the Bloodline just revolved around him. And the Usos did their thing. Paul Heyman did his thing. But it was all about Roman. Uh, maybe he wins another award later in the year. We or Later in the show, we will have to stay tuned to find out. But, uh, yeah. Just a serious, straightforward heel, and it it works. People, I think people get confused because people appreciate him and think he's doing great work, but he's still getting booed all over the place. So, I mean, the bloodline has been a, a nice revelation this year. Because when did they officially start? Because did they they weren't together the entire year? When did like uh, it actually... was it was early. It whenever was... Jimmy came back, right? Yeah, whenever Jimmy came back, I want to say like yeah. after Mania. Yeah, after Mania. Like like that uh like WrestleMania backlash or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been the entire year, but they've. Uh, it was early enough to where, you know. Yeah. Shout out the way they were. It was really stupid, but I I found it quite enjoyable. Absolutely. Jimmy returned from injury May seventh episode of SmackDown. Okay. Jimmy did not approve of the alliance between Jay and Reigns. Yeah, and that's so. And then it took a while, and then he just yeah. joined out of nowhere, which I, I guess like the start of it was kind of dumb, but I think once they kind of got going. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, like all this, he uh, didn't improve of his brother line with Reigns, and then like a few weeks later, like, oh, we're all cool now. And but then again, remember off or outside of the arena, the DUI situation. So I think they just uh. remember they. I think whatever story they were trying to do tension wise, they're like, you know what, let's just cut it and just make everyone all all fall in line with each other. They're all one big happy family. So. Absolutely. Uh, do you have anything else, uh, baby? Here? Yeah, I mean, with the bloodline, I mean, if merch sales alone dictates how popular they are, it just shows that you know how many bloodline shirts are being sold right now. I mean, I bought one, took advantage of the Black Friday sale last month. Um, this is like, I guess, technically my first Roman Reigns shirt. I never thought I would own a Roman Reigns shirt, but now I do. Why didn't you uh, buy the red one? I, I was thinking about the red one, uh, you know, hey, man, I'm a big guy. I got to wear black. Makes me look slimmer. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. but, 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 but here's the thing. For the longest time, for people who've known Roman and the Usos, our family, their cousins, they're related, for years, I think they wanted to see them all work together and form an alliance, form a faction, a stable, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they always kind of kept them separated. Roman did his thing. Usos did their thing. And so finally, for them to all finally come together and uh, at the beginning of the summer be an official faction, have an official name for themselves, have official merch. It's like finally, it took them long enough, like how long it took Roman to be a heel. We finally get all three of them working together. And it makes sense. They're family and there's so much heritage and lineage there that they can go off of. And when we saw that, I mean, you know, uh, uh, the wild Simones appear on TV and I mean, there's just so much history there they can tap into. And I think there's still so much story they can tell with the rock down the road and whatnot. So it just makes sense for them to be together. So I'm just finally happy to see them doing their thing. And so for the last six months, they've been gold on TV. 
Brian Tronic. The bloodline, undeniable. Um, I mean, Roman Reigns, you align yourself with Roman Reigns. You can call it anything you want. It's going to be the faction slash stable of the year. Yes, we're going to have a big celebratory dinner out in Pensacola, and I can't wait. Oh, oh really? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, Let me ask you guys this real quick. Do you guys, do you think they need to add a fourth member? I always thought they needed a woman. Like, just make Tamina a badass, put the title on her. That's what I've always figured. I mean, I've looked at that. I mean, yeah, but, like, I figure if, if we're going to do the bloodline, they should be blood. Okay. Yeah. Like, I thought Naya could have done it. I uploaded that graphic of her with them, but that, you know, she's gone from the is company. Tam- is Tamina related to them? She is. I need to see the family tree. It, it, I, I've studied that family tree. It is insane. I literally spent, like, I think an hour reading it. Nah, over. bro. I, I tried to, to have, memorize it. I tried to have Journey Fatu explain it to me. He's like, Oos, I don't even want to do that to you. Because <laughs> it's I, just. I, I, yeah. Tamina's like a, like, a, like, a, like a second cousin or something like that. I, I don't quote me on that, but she's 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 blood. So like it's it's the one uh, thing I do know is the Usos and Roman are technically second cousins because Roman's the youngest of, from his dad. Yeah, and Rikishi is so Rikishi and Roman are technically first cousins. And yeah. since Rikishi's kids are the Usos, they're second cousins with Roman. Yeah, yeah, and so Jacob Fatu. Will make him. I'm just throwing that out there. It's a second. It's a, he's a second cousin. You'll be a and second like cousin. They're like the same age, but so then it's kind of like they're brothers because they live together. It's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah no, it's like my family. My I I had an uncle. Uh, he was the youngest sibling, and then I have a cousin. So my uncle, and my cousin were the same age, but technically that's his nephew. Anyway, sorry, not to go on a tangent. Yeah, no. Family, yeah, family yeah. tree. Shout no, to Eddie we, and Chavo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. They were like three years apart. There you go. All right, uh, the runner-up was Hit Row, and man, God, man, wow. generated two million in what four months? Come on, <laughs> bro. Hit Row was something special. Let them all link up on the indies. Let them they'll, they'll figure out a new name like that. That's an act you want. Hell, that's an act you sign. That's like, the. I think they would do. Bene- I think they would benefit like a like an Impact Wrestling or something like a like an MLW like so, somewhere, man. You know, that's the biggest what if. Like, what if they would have let them do their thing as a four yeah. piece? It just makes you wonder. Like, Could what you if? imagine Swerve Scott staring down Roman Reigns? Could you imagine something like that? Like a one, mm-hmm. like a one off match. It didn't even have to be a, like a championship match. Kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, you know what, uh, uh, Montez did with Roman. You know that one match. Something like that, man. Something like that. All right. Uh, this is the Roddy Piper Award for heel turn of the year. Are we ready? Are we ready? Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we Here we go. So, the nominees are the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, question mark, um, Dewdrop, Matt Cardona, GCW, Becky Lynch, and Philip Antoine after Stockton gone. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Um, uh, can I get a drum roll, baby Hubert? <laughs> Me! I won! I won heel turn of the year. I don't I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh what my a coincidence. God. Oh my god. Oh my oh my don't leave. Don't leave. Hey, where are you where are you going? Come back. I here. wonder I wonder who's gonna win commentator of the year. Oh my I, I wonder who's gonna win commentator of the year also. Um but ba- baby Huey, come back. Philip didn't even kick him out. He just left. I, I know, right? 
Uh, but, but before we, uh, I mean, look, Matt Cardona, he was he was he was a runner up. But I just uh, you really gave yourself your own title, your I just, award. I just want. Hey, I mean, see, <laughs> you like. I have an I have an award. Like, hold on, let me, let, let me, I have an acceptance. <laughs> Wait, what what me what music was that? That's my interest music. <laughs> Y'all didn't know I have interest music. Roman bought me the rights. Y'all didn't know. Y'all, you y'all gave didn't... yourself your own award, like you gave yourself your own title. I did it, bro. People voted for me. <laughs> Who voted? For me? I mean... AKA someone. Philip told them, "Hey, you better vote for me." No, no, no. I would never do that. I am a man of honor and integrity. But seriously, I'd uh, I'd like to thank the academy. Um, we need to go to Georgia. Fir- I need to get the recounts. Uh, when this, uh, <laughs> I lost my head, but when this first happened, I, uh, I didn't know what to, what to endure. Uh, I'd like to thank my mother, uh, my grandmother, Mike Miller, cause he, he made all this possible. Um, well, yeah, wait, this- I, I and Brian, think, you got to thank Brian too. I think, I think I made it all possible cause I was running late. Um, yeah. So this, uh, this, this is something that I, I will cherish for the rest of my life with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment of my life. I love you. Oh, oh God. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. Shout out Chick-fil-A, where the early stages of Phil turning heel started. Oh, God. I'm so, so, I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm a long time he's had Chick-fil-A. Cornerstone. Like, I'm, I oh. was like the, like the. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's just cut him off. Oh man. Um all right. I've 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 gotten myself together. Um what what do you, does anybody have thoughts about the heel turn of the year before we move on? I actually want to say that I was a huge part of this heel turn. In fact, I was such a huge part that I hosted the show my own self. Okay, because of it. Um, baby Huey, do you have any thoughts about heel turn of the year? Um, congrats to you. I mean, hopefully you can sleep better now, knowing you gave yourself your own award. Whoa, it's whoa, a little Christmas, give myself, look, Christmas yeah. gift look, uh, present for yourself. Look, look hold on. Happy New hold Year. on. Let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me let me put it like this. Did Jordan give himself six rings? No. Did Michael Jackson give himself eight Grammys in one night? No. Okay. Did Tom Brady give himself all those Super Bowl rings? No. No, he had uh, the assistant coaches. You know, look, take look, the other team. And stuff. All right, look, I I earned this. right, Brandon. Oh, Brandon, do you have any thoughts about him turning here? Um, it is a monumental moment to be a part of. I've been with this podcast for five years. I've never even had one nomination. Just hate to see it. Maybe you need. Maybe you need to. <laughs> something needs to change. What was the runner-up? <laughs> uh, Matt Cardona. Dude, no shout out Matt Cardona. The fact he. Got so much heat from GCW, like, and he's been able to been able to reinvent himself on the indie scene. That was pretty awesome. I mean, and you know, kudos to the powers that be at GCW for making that happen, allowing that to happen. I think it was a smart move because it got so much buzz and traction on social media that this independent promotion let Matt Cardona become world champion for them. And just, he represents like everything that's not GCW. Like he's a complete 180. So deathmatch King, bro. <laughs> he created hey, their title. He created that. That was, that was a beautiful one. I'm not oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that was a good one. Actually, quick question for you guys. Do you think GCW is the third largest promotion in America or North America? 
Uh, I mean, at this point, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of curious. After WWE, AEW, what is the third largest promotion? Who has who has more money? That's the real question. You you have to go off of that tier. Would would it be NWA or would it be MLW or Impact? Or Impact? Yeah, that's that, that's that, that's a that's a great thing. I'll have to check my sources since I'm <laughs> backstage all the time, right, Phil? <laughs> yeah, you're back. Yeah. You're back, I'm backstage at WWE. You're backstage at like NWA. That's oh, and, uh, okay. Uh, tell Poyo I said what's up. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moving on, we're gonna go with the uh NorCal Wrestler of the Year. This is a new award to the Cassidy's. I named it after the great Mike Modest because I'm just a fan, just a huge fan of his work. I need to have him on this show. I need to. So let's go. Uh, the nominees are Titus Alexander, Big Toko, Juicy Finale, or Juicy, as I like to call him. Uh, AJ Gray, the West Coast Pro Champion, the UGWA Champion, the Battle King, Dave Dutra, Vinny Massaro, Steven Trezario, Midas Creed, Serza, uh, one half of the uh, world's freshest tag team, Alpha Zoe, or Timeless, Levi Shapiro. Ladies and gentlemen, let me get that drum roll, baby, Hugh. <laughs> Titus Alexander wins the first ever NorCal Wrestler of the Year award. We're going to, yep, and fade it out. All right. Uh, Titus <laughs> Alexander had a hell of a year, man. I mean, the, the story he was telling with uh, his dad and and uh, and uh, Starboy Charlie at West Coast Pro, the story he was telling with uh, his dad and Dark Sheik over in the UGWA and Agua, and then, of course, going up to Defy, being able to wrestle guys like Christopher Daniels, and having Daniels' first, like, singles match, like, since, like, Oh, the SCU split up and you know, having a match uh, up in Defy with Leo Rush and stuff like that, man. We talk about it in the interview. Go check it out. Uh, yeah, so just uh, just great stuff by Titus. Uh, Baby Huey, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I love Titus and what he's been able to accomplish this year, especially since indie independent wrestling has been able to pick back up during this pandemic. He's been one of the shining stars, especially over at West Coast Pro Wrestling and UGWA and all that stuff. So here in the Bay Area, Northern California, he's really been shining. But then keep in mind, before the pandemic, didn't he win the Young Lions Cup over at APW and Gold Rush? Uh, it was in the 2019. Something he, like that, yeah. So I he, mean, he won the rise. So before the pandemic, he was destined, I think, for big things because he won that tournament. Obviously, the pandemic put everything on hold for over a year. Um, and now that wrestling's been able to pick back up he's been able to take advantage of the opportunity and just put on bangers wherever he goes tremendous athlete but i like the heel turn and the work he was doing with starboy charlie before charlie got hurt but as far as i like that he was trying to put him over starboy is like a natural baby face so he went the opposite route and was heel beating the crap out of him his dad getting involved unfortunately that program got cut off short because charlie got injured so i hope they revisit that at some point here because you know it's not too often we get stories on the independent scene usually it's all these one-off matches so the fact that locally here we have a little bit of a story brewing and being developed i love that uh but yeah and he's starting to expand go up north and wrestle and so i just hope he you know his stock keeps rising 2022 i think hopefully he goes more on the road and reaches other promotions i think he is destined for big things so congrats to him brian tronic congratulations titus for becoming norcal wrestler of the year uh i got to see him in my first west coast pro show and he became one of my favorites and only he's yeah, and oh, only, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. No, 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 not only. No, I was at the last one. 
I was there. Yeah, he sat next ahead. to me. Sure, uh, Brandon, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, shout out Titus. He's uh, he's had a fantastic year. Someone who doesn't keep up with tabs. When I've gone to the GCW or not GCW, the West Coast shows, I've very much enjoyed them. And uh, he was a nice guy, even though he doesn't really portray that on the uh, on the shows. Great interview, great <laughs> framing, great camera work in the interview. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, go check it out. Yes, uh, one, one of my favorite interviews of this year, I'm not going to lie. Well, it's super fun. Well, and great match at the last West Coast show against Reno Scum. You know, he really. I wish I wish I could have been there. Fantastic. <laughs> it was absolutely a stunt. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up, Tronic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the runner-up for that was Juicy for now. Juicy, hey, Juicy's been making strides too, man. Uh, I mean, I commentated Ugwa. That, that crowd loves him. They love him at West Coast Pro. He was on uh, the United Wrestling Network. He finally got on TV. The stuff he's been doing at GCW uh, with Jacob Fatu. Hell, he just won the uh, future Stars of Wrestling tag team titles. With, I forget the uh, gentleman's name. But um, I mean, he's been he's been traveling, man. Vegas and SoCal and and stuff up here, and it's only up. It's only up, man. And he's been tagging with Jacob, right? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, GCW. They yeah. They beat up Charlie's mom. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen. I heard about. it. I haven't seen I it. Know, I yeah. need to see the clip. I need to see the clip. I'm about to find that. Okay. All right. I got. Let's see what's going on there. But no. But Juicy, he won the Young Lions Cup this year. They brought it yeah. back in 2021, so he won it. So. I, I think, yeah, whoever wins that 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 trophy, I think it shows that they're going to be springboarded to hopefully big things right after. So, yeah, shout out Juicy for winning that. Yeah, and then Juicy was dipping into the uh, kind of the promoter uh, belt a little bit with the uh, YWA, the Yarders Wrestling Alliance. Uh, I, oh, I, I went to no. one of those shows earlier this The only one they did, I went to that show earlier this year in Oakley. It was, it was fun, man. Also, you know, why you guys should come to the next West Coast Pro Wrestling Show, see – What's the follow-up? If you remember from the last West Coast show, Juicy got attacked by AJ I wasn't Gray. there. <laughs> he got attacked. Actually, I got the video. I got to post right, that. That's right. That's right. That's right. AJ attacked him because Mike Miller, or Mike Miller, whatever his, his gimmick name is, he comes out, told AJ and Jacob, don't put hands on each other or you're going to be suspended, drop the title. So instead, AJ attacked Juicy as a way to get back at Jacob Fatu. So, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's... Let, let's let, let's let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's ramp it up. Uh, the storyline of the year, the Mega Power uh, Award. Uh, so nominees are WWE mass releases. Uh, Hangman wins the AW Championship. The dominance of Bobby Lashley. Trevor Murdoch chasing the NWA Championship, and the fans turn on Cody Rhodes. Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, winner is. Let me get that drum roll real quick. <laughs> You know what this is. It's, it's of course, the WWE mass releases with the Vince McMahon. Ah, uh, <laughs> yep, yep, no chance at all. I mean, it has been a story. It has been a story like no other. How many people lost their jobs? Like 100 this year? Like it's not 90-something. Yeah, it's just been going and going and going. Let's let's ramp up the takes, uh, Brian. Real quick, what are your thoughts? No brainer. Um, it's unfortunate, but definitely a no brainer. It was a big storyline. Uh, Mega Powers, Vince McMahon, Nick Khan. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't pick anything else over the mass releases. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, it's just been going. 
on and on and on. There was like the first wave back in 2020. And then there was like another one. We were like, okay, maybe they're done. Pandemic's kind of slowing down. And then, nope, they hit us again. And there was like one where it was like two releases in like three weeks. It was insane. A lot of top tier talent. And I think kind of going with the releases, you can also kind of mend like the NXT 2.0 and the looking at not uh, signing or, you know, getting indie talent, getting more of the college athletes and the pros, you know, going in that direction, which is also a Nikon led type thing. So another, I would say, negative part of WWE in 2021. Uh, baby. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, WWE for years hoarded talent. They kept so many people on the books didn't use them. I mean, that's the whole joke about sitting in the back with catering. So I think for years they were just signing everyone and just keeping people under contract, even if they weren't using them. They just wanted as many people as they can. And especially when AEW came around, they're like, wow, they're going to sign everyone, giving everyone big deals and long contracts just to keep them. So that way AEW couldn't get them. But then um, when Nick Khan came on board with WWE and was kind of reshuffling the whole business model for WWE. A lot of people assume it's because of him. They're like, Hey, we, we can make a lot more money on the books. If we just get rid of a lot of this talent here, that's not being used. And so you know, we're so used to like, they do releases like what a week or two after WrestleMania, like once a year, if that, and usually it's kind of quiet, not a big deal. But the fact that with the start of the pandemic, they did, the releases there and it's been almost like every quarter now every three months they release a bunch of people and this is something we're just not used to like i said because they hoard so many talent they're like oh my god like this is something we're not used to them doing and so um i don't know if this is going to be something they're just going to keep doing you know every three months they're just gonna try to uh cut the cut their budget down for the book so I don't. I mean, this is the new norm now. Maybe every three months, we're going to expect them to release somebody. So, it's it's the new wave of WWE. It is something. It is, it is truly something. All right, the championship win of the year. I named this after Eddie Guerrero. So, Hangman Page wins the AEW title. Bobby Lashley wins the WWE Championship. Uh oh, the runner-up for the storyline of the year was the Hangman Page Championship win. Uh, Biggie wins the WWE title. Bianca Belair wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. Christian Cage wins the Impact World Title. Britt Baker wins the AW Women's title. Trevor Murdoch wins the NWA World title. And Jonathan Gresham finally wins the Ring of Honor World Championship. So with all that being said, let me get that drum roll real quick. I took it back with the old school Biggie. That's Biggie Langston, boy. Congratulations to Biggie. He won the WWE Championship. Look, the fact that we had black-to-black WWE champions. 2021. <laughs> It's it's one of my proud moments as a fan. Congratulations to Big E. The runner-ups, we had three runner-ups. They were uh, Bianca Belair, Hangman Page, and Bobby Lashley. All great stuff. Uh, Brandon, let me get your thoughts. Um, Well, shout-out Big E. Uh, that was in my pick, personally. I think I went with Hangman. I, I did like the story kind of, you know, even go back to the beginning of AEW. But uh, no doubt Big E winning, uh, him cashing in, it meant a lot. To a lot of people, it was emotional. It was it was a great moment. So I got no qualms with it. Uh baby Huey. Yeah, with Big E, I think it was such a feel good moment. And I I think when I made my picks originally, I mentioned to you, Philip, it was just really cool for WWE. The last two title changes for the WWE Championship have taken place on Raw. So 
between Bobby Lashley and Big E's wins, it kind of reminds you, yeah, you should watch Raw. There's that element of surprise. They do make big title changes on for free TV, theoretically. Um, but Big E, I think a lot of people really wanted to see him do good, especially when he kind of got drafted away from the New Day. I think a lot of people assume he was destined for big things on his own. And I think a lot of people, because like the big discussion is who's going to dethrone Roman Reigns. And I think last end of last year, a lot of people thought, oh, maybe Big E can be the guy. Instead, he wins the money in bank. We're like, oh my God, maybe he is the one. But instead, they went the separate route and had him go for the WWE Championship, which was great because that was a great story with Bobby Lashley. He was taking out members of the New Day, so Big E came in to kind of save the day. Um, and I'm glad he won the WWE Championship, you know, the longest reigning heritage, the official title of WWE, all the past winners, the lineage is there. It's the official title of sports entertainment. Exactly. So, it, it, and it's just good because Big E, he's been a total pro company guy. It's done, accomplished everything else I think you can in WWE. So, finally win the big championship. That's great for him. And I think... You know, he's going to be hopefully a big star for them for years to come. Was he in the ITK this year? Um, No. <laughs> no, I, I re-uploaded an old interview from 2014. Oh, okay. That's what that was. So, so yeah, on the, our YouTube page, if you go watch it, um, uh, shout out Tim from Pro Wrestling Unlimited. He, uh, I, f- I was cleaning out some hard drives, and I found that old interview from 2014. And so he helped edit it down, and I was able to upload it to YouTube. That's so what's up. That that interview is crazy. If you watch it, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, I see you guys uh, on the house shows. You and Kofi and Xavier are starting to form this faction." And so it was the early stages of the New Day and how they were getting booed and being tr- uh, tr- uh, treated as heels. So it's such a trip watching that and see what they accomplished in the last seven years since then. So if you want to watch that old interview, it's there. But yes, he has been on the in the click a few times over the years. That's what's up. Uh, Tronic, any thoughts real quick? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised Hangman didn't win this one. Um, but yeah, shouts to Big E. It was a big moment, a good moment. It, it's sort of like um, Bobby Lashley. It was, I think a lot of people were uh, almost expecting it. It was one of those moments where everyone, I, almost everyone was going to tune in to Monday Night Raw because they knew and and wanted Big E to win the championship. So it was cool. Sir, yes, sir. All right. This is our Bobby Heenan Commentator of the Year Award. Are we ready? Whose side is he on? Are we ready? Here we go. <laughs> so with all that being said, uh, the nominees are Pat McAfee, Taz, uh, Excalibur, Jim Ross, Wade Barrett, Michael Cole, Kevin Kelly, and Philip Antoine. So, ladies, let me get that drum roll, baby, Huey. Let me get that drum roll. Let me get that drum. <laughs> Pat McAfee. This, when, he, when he walks out to do commentary, this is his theme, and I love it. It's great. I love the Seven Nation. We're going to cut it here. Um, I mean, Pat McAfee has been tremendous this year. I mean, he, he's, he's the energy he's provided. He's given a uh, – Kind of a career renaissance to Michael Cole and resurgence to him. I think that's awesome. Uh, Brian. Pat McAfee. Um, you know, he's a cult, so that's my guy. Um, again, another no-brainer in my opinion. I feel like 
Everybody else was on point. I'm sorry, Philip. You know, every time I go to watch you do commentary, it, uh, you know, every time I listen to you do commentary, it's like, oh, he's got it, but not quite Pat McAfee. Okay. Um, uh, did you not see the GSW Christmas special that aired? I was on point. Yeah. You're, you're on point, but, you know, like I said, not quite McAfee. So I agree with this uh, This is this decision, commentator of the year. Uh you know, um, I'm I'm curious to see who r- runner-up was. You know, <clears throat> uh, let's go with Brandon Tancova. <laughs> oh, I was the runner-up. Thank you. I wasn't even. No, I'm it. saying. What are your thoughts? Oh, okay. Well, I love Pat McAfee. I mean, you know, I watch his show all the time, so I knew him coming in when he showed up in NXT, and you know, I was kind of a defender because I think a lot of people are very tribal and don't want outsiders coming into wrestling. But I think he's shown that he has a passion for it. He appreciates it. He loves it. And as you said, he's kind of brought in this like fresh new energy f- uh, to kind of help out Michael Cole. He ca- he has the clout to where I think he can kind of do his own thing for better for worse. And I very much enjoyed what he's doing. I do got to shout out Kevin Kelly. He's always on here. And I think he never wins. I still think he is the best play-by-play guy in wrestling. New Japan might not be what it used to be, but he's still doing fantastic work over there. Uh, I think I'm the best play-by-play. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, let's go with uh, Danny Delmore. I mean, baby Huey. <laughs> hey, Faith. Hey, Faith. Hey, Faith. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Pat McAfee, what he's brought to commentary for WWE, I think for the last few years, you know, a lot of the WWE commentators all been kind of follow a similar formula and presentation. And so the fact Pat McAfee was kind of break the mold and it's been very fun on the air, says really goofy things, some great pop culture references, take jabs at people. Um making references to maybe stuff outside of the ring that these wrestlers are doing. So it's just what he brings to the table is just such a lot of fun energy. And just for him, you know, former punter for the Colts, right, Brian, for your Colts, for the brand. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so <The> brand, <laughs> but then he was able to, you know, tr- transfer out of the NFL and into uh, broadcasting, you know, more or less starting a podcast that's grown into it's, it's very much treated like a national radio show now. $30 million from FanDuel. Exactly. Signing big deals there and then crossing over, you know, making appearances with NXT, like pre show stuff, and then, tra- you know, start the f- a feud with Undisputed Era, have an amazing match with Adam Cole. And then I guess WWE loved him and he's been able to transition into the actual commentary. And as you guys said, just bring a whole new energy to Michael Cole. I think Michael Cole, you, know, you could say he's kind of was going through the motions for he's been there for so long. And he's even said in interviews that Pat McAfee's been an amazing sidekick for him to, you know, really freshen things up. And plus, you know, I love what he does when Shinsuke Nakamura comes out to the ring. He jumps on the table and dances, gets yeah. into it, gets fired up. So, I mean, Pat McAfee's just been so much fun. It's just nice to see these commentator, a commentator with so much energy and a personality that makes him stand out versus everyone else. I have all those things too, guys. You dance at Ugwa on the table? Man, I'm I'm up there. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all it is. <laughs> yeah, all is. that. Man, my yeah, favorite Pat McAfee line that- of all time it's when corbin you know he you know he loses the crown he's broke corbin's like i can't afford the finer things in life like wagyu steak he's listening off all these things <laughs> he's like not the wagyu <laughs> it's just it's just funny to me i don't know why I, I love it i love it i love it all right i was i was runner up though so i'll, I'll take that you guys well, you, congratulations 
you guys really thought I was gonna put this award on myself. You guys really thought that, didn't you? Oh, yeah, so that means you put your award on. That means you put the award on yourself the first time. No, uh, I was actually guys. Oh, could go the two for two. Here, the votes matter here. Well, then you wouldn't have had to say it because you earned the first one. So then I, I did earn the it. first one, but I saw I saw the look on your guys' faces. That's not the kind of guy I am. <laughs> I can't believe you guys would say that to me. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the granddaddy of them all. Show of the year. So, Russell Kingdom 15, bound for glory, uh, which I won the Bullet Gas Championship at, but by the way, I might have won ahead. Yeah. Um, Debatable. AEW All Out, WrestleMania 37, AEW Full Gear, SummerSlam, Ring of Honor, Final Battle. Baby, Huey, give me that drum roll. (laughs) WrestleMania 37, I'm actually surprised that it won. I thought... uh, I thought I thought that uh I thought that um all out would win for obvious reasons. It's runner up because of the Adam Cole and Danielson debuts. Um 37, I mean, hey, Sasha and and and, and uh and, and Bianca, you had Oscar Rhea, okay. Um Edge, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Hell of an they opener. Did great work. That was a banger. Edge, Brian, and Roman. I mean, Roman stacked and smashed them. I mean, Thunderstorm. Come on. All the all the stuff, all the gimmicks happened. Um, Apollo Cruz won the Intercontinental title there. Like I mean, it's just a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. Almost his oh, first match. A sleeper. Mandy a Rose s- slipped. Man. Okay, we don't talk about that. That slip <laughs> ca- catapulted her to an NXT Women's title. Uh, I mean, the sleeper match between uh, Sheamus and uh, and Matt Riddle for the U.S. title. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens for the millionth time. Yes, sir. With a little white and Alexa Bliss having black goo come out of her crown. That's true. Great stuff. I mean, how was, I mean, no wonder this was show of the year. This 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 was show of the year, bro. Uh, Brian, you're excited. Why? I'm excited because it's WrestleMania. Okay? It's the granddaddy of them all. It's the spectacle of all spectacles. I mean, when you look at you know the nominees, it's just like okay, <laughs> average at best, right? But WrestleMania. I mean, when you have a show where it's just too big for one night. I mean, okay, okay, we got Wrestle Kingdom, but whatever. No one even watches that. WrestleMania, though, too big for one night. Um, hey, no brainer. <laughs> it's the awards of the no brainers. <laughs> oh my god. Um, did, did I did I go to did I go to Brandon already? Have I? I forget. You have not. So I might be a little biased because I wasn't all out. So I did like I did pick all out as my <laughs> show of the year, but. I think WrestleMania for me was number two. I think being two nights, uh, it could have been one night if you want to just cut some of the fat, but I thought it was a fantastic show. And also the fact that it was like the first like major show, I think really first wrestling show with fans in attendance in the United States. So that was also a big deal. Um, so obviously I'm going with all out, but WrestleMania was a, a good show. And, you know, I think the two main events of Bianca Belair, Sasha and the triple threat match were the two best matches of the show. And if you put them together, one show would have been fantastic. But, you know, separating two shows, which apparently could be a thing now that they took after Wrestle Kingdom, which is a great show normally. I think maybe a little down here for them this year. Maybe next The only year. thing great about January 4th is the fact that I was born on that day. God. You have after, anything to, you have anything to say about this? Era. <laughs> Excuse me? After the Attitude Era. What do you mean? You were too little for it. What do you mean? I, I was born January fourth, nineteen ninety six. Two two month year old me or year that doesn't even make sense. I'm I'm tired, guys. But my point is, I watched the Attitude Era like live. That's my point. Baby Huey, any thoughts? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I know All Out had so many great actual wrestling matches, the debuts, the returns. <laughs> it was so much fun. But yes, I do understand WrestleMania. It is the, the staple everyone else follows as far as big shows at a football stadium. That is like the, the, the standard everyone tries to be at as far as big spectacle shows. And Brandon, as you mentioned, it was the first show back with a live audience for, during the pandemic. And it was just really cool to see everyone, all the wrestlers, superstars out on the, the platform, the big stage. Vince McMahon you know, comes out and welcomes everyone. So it's like, it's just cool. Vince McMahon, you know, he tries not to be on TV as much anymore, but him to come out, lead the charge, just welcome everyone. Thanks for being here. We're nothing without you guys, the fans. And so he just said, welcome to WrestleMania. So it just reminds me back in the 80s when he used to say, welcome to WrestleMania. So that was just such a feel-good moment. Rhea Ripley was tearing up. Um, it was just, it was nice to see everyone back. And I'm glad there are two nights now because, I was at WrestleMania in New York. That was like seven plus hours show. That's the it's, best. What do you mean? It's so long. So I'm glad they you're following the Wrestle Kingdom model and doing two nights because I think you get more bang for your buck now. Plus, unfortunately, takeovers are probably not a thing in the past now. So Saturday nights are open up for them to do two nights on a weekend. And it looks like Dallas next year is going to be two nights. So I, I think that's a smart model for them to follow. They have such a big roster anyway. And Granted, I know people complain about WWE, you know, some of their storylines, creative, but when it comes to the big spectacle shows, they do deliver, for the most part, what happens in the ring, the feel-good moments, so WrestleMania is always going to be a fun time, so it's a little bumpy road to get there, the, on the road to WrestleMania, but once they do get to WrestleMania, they always deliver, and this year was such a fun show. Yeah, man, they're always dull periods, you know, like, what, like after Mania, there's that dull period until SummerSlam. Or, and then, you know, that hypes up, then there's that dull period. And, I mean, they, they, probably, they try to do, like, something kind of big for, like, a Survivor Series. Then there's that dull period until we get to the Rumble. So, that's just the formula. It's just the formula. Or right, this is the Brett versus Owen Feud of the Year Award. Uh, here we go. Uh, Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Miro versus God. Um, Nick Gage versus Matt Cardona. And Caleb Braxton versus Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let me get that drum roll, baby Huey. <laughs> Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. Yep. Decent song. Uh, cool. So, <laughs> hey man, it it I under, I understand why people liked it. It uh, it, it told a uh, told a nice little story. My uh, the runner ups were Caleb Braxton and Paul Heyman, and then Roman and Brock. So, uh, Brandon. As I said earlier, I did like the Adam Page title win. I think, you know, he could have maybe had like two other winners in uh, on the show, on the cast. Just could have had two casters, but who cares? Uh, I did very much enjoy it, as I said, you know, kind of going all the way back to like when AEW first started. They were kind of laying the seeds of Adam Page being the guy, loses to Jericho, teams with Kenny, then the breakup. And then, you know, we go and really like the re one of the main reasons why I was thinking about going to All Out was because of the Kenny Hangman feud and how hot it was getting then. Hangman had the kids, so then they had to put that on hiatus. But then eventually, when it came back around at full gear, uh, they had a, a really good match. The crowd was hot. Maybe could have been a little better if the show was a little shorter, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Uh, fantastic stuff. And um, unfortunately, it hasn't uh, been able to, like the next chapter with Hangman Page as champion, hasn't uh, lived up to the hype, in my opinion. But we'll have to wait and see. 
Maybe. Yeah, it, it's an amazing storyline that that ended at full gear, like this two year investment. Um, there was a really good video I, I saw online that explains the whole two year run of Heyman's story of him becoming champion. And Brandon kind of just touched on it as far as him signing with AEW, losing to Chris Jericho, you know, trying to find himself, feels distance from the elite. Tries, he goes on this drinking <laughs> rampage, uh, trying to find himself, finds the Dark Order, you know, tags with Kenny Omega, all that stuff. Um, this video, when you watched it, it's like, man, the way they summed up this two-year run, this two-year story, it's an amazing story. Unfortunately, my only issue was a lot of these major story beats happen outside of Dynamite, like on Being the Elite or other platforms so that's my one little issue with aew is i i feel like if you're gonna have like a major storyline like that that takes like two years i wish they would do more on their a show or even rampage now they have rampage now so i feel like there's some story beats uh with hangman's story that i didn't fully understand because i wasn't watching all these other side videos and whatnot but nonetheless watching this video that summed it all up i'm like wow that's an amazing story so if you're a hardcore aew fan that watches everything they put out there on all the youtube channels and stuff it's an amazing story that you were invested in so i mean i might share that video online so you guys can understand so you can really see why this was such an amazing story over two years that that came to a head at the end of this year uh brian Tron um Feud of the year, Adam Page, Kenny Omega. Well, at least Adam Page could actually win his match against Kenny Omega. Good pick, good pick, good pick. All right. Well, I guess we're just going to move on from that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the tearjerker. This is the field spot of the year. Get, get you a little, little teary eye. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> so. CM Punk returns to pro wrestling. Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly leave NXT. Xavier Woods wins King of the Ring. Fans return. Uh, Ring of Honor closes its doors. NXT 2.0 replaces NXT Black and Gold. All right, give me that drum uh, roll. <laughs> CM Punk returns to professional wrestling. Was it going to be anything else? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Now, I know you guys have kind of already uh, talked about it or, or whatever. Let me let me throw my uh, little two cents out there since I didn't say much. Um, look, man, as a kid, as a kid, Cena was, was my version of Hogan. And then as an adolescence, uh, CM Punk was my version of Stone Cold Steve Austin, this guy that's against the authority. I thought that was cool. Cause at the time I was favoring TNA over WWE. I know what I just said. Um, <laughs> and then that, I watched that pipe bomb, pipe bomb. I'm like, yo, that's, that's cool. Then the stuff, the money in the bank match, everything. And then, you know, for him to leave. And then come back. I'm sitting in New Jersey at GSW with the boys, and I'm watching it on my phone. I'm, I'm I, I get emotional because I'm like, he's finally back. I mean, this is a guy that's in my top ten. He's in my top three, um, and it's just, it's just uh, one of the uh, w- one of the best feelings that I've had all year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those. It's mm-hmm. one of those. But uh, congratulations to Punk being back in pro wrestling. I'm happy for him. It looks like he's having fun, and I can't wait to see what he does next. Do you guys have anything else to add, or, or do you want to move on? Well, you know, you told me to be quick and then you didn't even throw it to me, Philip. You know, I remember these things. Oh, oh my I remember. Oh my but anyways, I very much enjoyed it. As someone who doesn't get very emotional, I didn't. I'm sorry, everybody. I did not cry once during Spider-Man. It was great. Great movie. Love the movie. Didn't cry. But when CM Punk did come out, I did get a little emotional. Whoa. Watch it. Whoa. Watch it. Great movie. 
Watch great movie. <laughs> I did get a little teary eyed. I love CM Punk just like Philip. You know, he's one of my favorites. It's always, you know, Punk and Brian are, are my two guys. And I never thought he was going to come back. I don't remember how many times we talked about on this podcast about CM Punk possibly returning. I've always said, you know, I'd love for it to happen, but I'll believe it when I see it. And then it finally happened. I don't think I've ever told us on the podcast, but I, I jumped in my car the day it happened. Everyone knew it was going to happen. Shout out 1077 The Bone. They played Cult of Personality. Very first song I jumped into the car. I almost cried a little bit. It was a great, it was a great moment. Got me super pumped for Rampage. Thank, they thank sold you, out baby, a 12,000 seat arena on a rumor. <laughs> love, you love it. You love, you love it. Well, no, Phil, but I, I do want to mention, I think you brought up a good point there for younger wrestling fans like yourself. Um, you said like Cena was like your Hulk Hogan, CM Punk was like your Stone Cold. So I, I do like that analogy you make as far as I think why CM Punk is so special to a lot of wrestling fans. So people who didn't maybe grow up in the Attitude Era or whatnot, CM Punk really means a lot to them because that is their star during, you, know, you think about when you're growing up as a wrestling fan, like when you're in elementary school, middle school, high school, like those are very important years of which wrestlers that you watch on TV that you gravitate towards and build those <laughs> bonds as a fan. So I really glad that you brought that up, that it, it's, he really meant to a lot of people. So for him coming back, it just makes everyone so much happy. And you think about the wrestling business. I think a lot of people, it just got people excited and talking again and hopefully bring back a lot more casual fans who may be left watching it on a regular basis after he went away. So I, I think he's really important for the future of wrestling and just his star power. What can it bring to the table? Absolutely. Uh, the runner-up was Fans Return, which obviously that's emotional. Last two awards. Last two awards. Let's get them done. Let's get them done. All right. This is the HBK Award for Match of the Year. So, number one, Los Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks for the AEW World Tag Team titles at All Out. Uh, you have Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania. Reigns versus Cena Universal title at SummerSlam. Edge versus Seth Hell in the Cell Crown Jewel. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, AEW Dynamite. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, Full Gear. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa lights out match on Dynamite. And then Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal title at WrestleMania. I'm going to get that drum roll. <laughs> Bianca and Sasha Banks. I'd I, I play it to the Snoop verse, but we don't got time. We don't got time for any of that stuff. Uh, I mean, hey, man, they had a they had a banger. They had. I remember just being so happy with the result of everything. I mean, the hair whip, like it was. That's probably the best hair whip Bianca's ever done. Uh, just the laceration and the sound and the beautiful KOD, the one, two, three. I remember me and my homie Devon were here. We just we jumped up, we popped like we were kids, man. It was just such a great moment. I'm I'm happy for for both women uh, and the result of that match. Uh, the runner-up was Los Lucha Brothers versus uh, the Young Bucks at All Out. Uh, let's go with Brian Tronic. Um, rightfully so. Match of the year: Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. Um, I think everybody felt a little something, something at the beginning of that match when they stared at each other. You know, looking across, looking at the fans, fans back. You know, main event time. It was definitely special. They had a great match. Uh, and it's deserving of match of the year, but Los Lucha Brothers, you know, next time, next time, next time. Maybe Huey. Yeah, no, Brian, you brought up a good point. When they were staring at each other and you could see the emotion on their face, like ready to yeah. break down, like you felt that. It's like, okay, I know it's supposed to be a feud and whatnot, but like break hayfabe for a second and just the power of that moment, what it meant 
for them and you know for the wrestling fans and yep. whatnot and for for you know for, as a whole you know two african-american women main eventing wrestlemania like that is awesome that is such a very historical important moment there and you know shout out wwe for you know making that happen so that was really cool um but yeah bianca belair just her test of strength like putting sasha over her head and walking up the steps back into the ring like that was awesome and then um the whip as you mentioned philip but then even after the match when bianca was celebrating run to her parents sitting ringside sasha banks there's like that fan footage of her outside the ring even though she lost and supposed to be you know selling in pain she was still smiling for the moment and just happy for bianca to win and stuff so just with the the power of that moment what it means for everyone the historical value there all the melanin in that match i just loved it i just loved it so much brandon what you gotta say i am biased i did like uh the lucha bros young bucks match it all out because you know i was there but uh you know this match sasha banks and bianca Belair. i thought this match was just absolutely fantastic best match wrestlemania best match wwe best match uh i, I still go to the tag team match but i very much love this match and i think sasha banks is like truly underrated like i kind of say underrated jokingly but i mean when it comes to like the four horse one i think everyone you know talks about becky and charlotte but sasha i mean pretty much every big time match she's in she always just delivers and just like she's never really been like the girl or you know the man one might say but you know just another notch on her belt that she, that she can deliver when she's called upon absolutely all right last up it is the rick flair award Woo! Woo! Male wrestler of the year. We're not going to change that name after uh, 2021. Uh, you act like it's uh, Joey Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. We're Uh, Darby. Ooh. Ooh. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's start. All right, here we go. So, number one, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Number two, the WWE champion, Big E. Number three, Kenny Omega. Number four, Brian Danielson. Number five, the AEW World Champion, Hangman Adam Page. Number six, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Number seven, Minero Suzuki. Number eight, the almighty Bobby Lashley. Number nine, the Ring of Honor World Champion, Jonathan Gresham. And number 10, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. Let me get that drum roll one last time. <laughs> Y'all knew. Y'all knew who this was. Of course, it's Roman Reigns. I mean, who else? Who who else really? I know Suzuki had had the uh, had the U.S. tour. Look, Josh Alexander, good buddy of mine, bottom of Red Bull. He had a great run in uh, Impact with the X Division title and winning winning the heavyweight title over there. But hey, man, Roman Reigns, what the stuff he's done this year sent Daniel Bryan pack into AEW. Smashed up uh, uh, Edge, beat Cesaro, beat Brock Lesnar, beat John Cena. I mean, come on, man. Kevin Owens. Beat Kevin Owens. Like, who, Cesaro. Who? He said Cesaro. Yeah, like, who, who, who else do y'all want? Who, he became who? king of the night. Man, can't, became king <laughs> of the night. Man. I mean, like, I, I, I think it was solidified. You know, once, you know, Brian and I were at uh, SmackDown, the show we actually bought tickets for, and to hear that ovation when he came out there, I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. This this is it. He's mm-hmm. he's that dude. He he's the man. He, he's everything he is. And 
You got you got people throwing up ones and whatnot, and then you switch from the gold glove to the red one because it's for the bloodline. I mean, come on, little details like that. Nobody else is doing, bro. Tronic, let, let let them know about Roman. Let them know. Listen, male wrestler of the year. I think he's had seven T-shirts during this uh, this this uh, tribal chief run. That's an awful lot. Okay, some people barely get one. All right, he's had seven since uh, coming back and becoming the tribal chief. Our tribal chief. Um, Roman Reigns, we the ones, the bloodline, the head of the table, rightfully, the male wrestler. Brandon. Roman has had a uh, fantastic run as the number one heel champion over there on SmackDown and WWE in general. Who knows how long uh, this will last. Uh, but I got to say, I did pick my boy, Brian Danielson. I thought he had a fantastic year. He had a little bit of a break between... WrestleMania and his debut at All Out, but I mean he's really the first guy to have fa- to do fantastic work in both companies in one year. Uh, the WrestleMania Triple Threat match that was amazing, and then just this little run he's had these last couple months, I've really much enjoyed. So yeah, technically Roman has been on television the entire year, but I just think what Brian has done in both companies has was fa- uh, fantastic. Absolutely, baby Huey. Well, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, from an in-ring standpoint, I agree with Brandon. I think Brian Danielson, what he's done for two the two major companies this year, even though he took the summer off, what Brian Danielson did, you know, the last few months in WWE with Roman Reigns, Edge, and all that stuff, and then what he's been doing in AEW, this tear he's been on, taking out the members of the Dark Order to get the Hangman, all that stuff. I just wanted to acknowledge that part. Uh, but I will acknowledge Roman Reigns. Yeah, you guys kind of touched on it already. Just what a run as Universal Champion. All the competitors. If you like, really think about it, it's like, man, yeah, he took out Kevin Owens, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Finn Balor, uh, John Cena, uh, uh, and you know the list goes on and on. What he's you know been accomplishing, Brock Lesnar. So it's like. And, he, and I, his matches tell really good stories now. They're a little bit more slow-paced, but it's like menacing. He takes his time. He's strategically planning his next move. If I can add so I think what's really helped is the way he, he's talking in the ring during the yeah. match. Like, you think you can beat me? This easy, this light work. It's an off day for me. Like, stuff yeah. like that is really added to the character. Continue. Yeah, no, but, yeah, talking, you know, trash talking to his opponent, trash talking to the fans. And taking his time, so then every move he does in the ring, and it means something. These big, powerful spots. It's like, whoa! It makes you wonder. Even you know his match with Big E at Survivor Series. That's another opponent. So it's like you really think about like everyone he's faced, like the top names in WWE. My only concern, you know, for 2022 is like how they're going to keep him fresh as Universal Champion. What's next for him? Like the Brock Lesnar thing. You know, you can only. Go to the well so many times there. I mean, I feel like day one, I, th- I think Roman's going to retain. Maybe they have a rematch or Royal Rumble or maybe Mania. I don't know. If he makes it to day one, I mean, yeah, we've, well. we've seen the reports. Yeah. Day one is in a frenzy. Yeah, exactly. So I, but what I'm saying is Roman, though, I mean, between the merch sales, 
you know, you can argue SmackDown has become like the A show for WWE. He's the head of that show and the ratings are there. I mean, the, from a number standpoint, he's been delivering or at least he can say he's been delivering for WWE. So it, it's yeah, his matches are so much better this year. So much fun. I mean, Brian, you're there at SummerSlam. The crowd just excited for him coming out. I mean, but he still does get the booze as well. That's something yeah. Brandon mentioned before. Like he does get the booze from people. So he's still doing a good job being a heel in the ring and we'll see what next with the whole Paul Heyman situation now and that storyline and what's next with Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. Well, I think that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, the Cassidy's are over another great addition. Um, the next time you will hear Brandon Tronic and myself will be our recap of day one. I think we're going to do that the day after day one, you know, to kind of process it all. I got some, if it happens, uh, <laughs> it, it'll happen. It'll happen. I got some things to do the night of day one. And the next time, we'll, uh, baby, Hugh will be on. God, God knows, God knows. But let's uh, let's 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 close things out, baby, Hugh. Where can people find you? Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, baby, Hugh official, Twitter and Instagram at baby, Hugh eighty three. As Philip mentioned, follow my podcast in the click at in the click on social media. Subscribe to us wherever you get your audio at. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube in the click. Watch the videos, leave a comment, hit that like button, share the podcast. We appreciate all the support. So uh, thank you for uh, listening to me ramble for the last hour plus. Hey, man, it's it's great. Uh, Brandon. Brandon. Well, if you guys want to check out the the third best podcast, I forget what the ranks breakdown is, but uh, <laughs> Curveballs and Share Shots or drops every Friday. You can, you know, we talk wrestling and the sports. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Curveballs and see us take a little break from instagram but we'll be back soon all right and then for uh within the ropes you go to the uh public enemies uh twitter you hit the link and they have no the domain way. there no then... way that domain doesn't even work okay you, your domain, domain doesn't work no their domain doesn't work yeah that's right uh, right sure? no yeah. no you you have to you have to hit the twitter link and then, like, it'll direct you to their make domain. Make sure you guys, uh, if you enjoyed the casties, make sure you guys follow me at Brian Tronic and my show, which is returning this week, day one. Okay, 2020, I'm coming for it within the ropes on Twitter and Instagram. You mean 2022? I'm sorry, 2022. Oh, wait, it, I'm so... Now he's I'm going so, back in time. He's listen, going back on oh, 2020. I've, he wants to I've, relive I've, Listen, I've been in such control of 2021. I still think it's about to be 2021. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. And I'll be at Ugwa and the Bullet Cast Heavyweight Universal Championship is coming back where it belongs. It's the Heritage Universal. I keep telling you this, bro. You, no. like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, yeah, Ugwa, February 20th, uh, the quest for the key. I think that's a new thing we're doing. I'm excited for that. I will be there uh, on the call. Uh, please go watch GSW. We had a Christmas Day special air. There are two great matches up there. Uh, my homie Ransom takes on uh, another buddy of mine, Jay Bougie. Yes, sir. And then you can watch uh, Anthony Gangone and Brooklyn, uh, the Brooklyn Outlaw Donovan take on the Fatus Jacob and Journey. It was a, uh, it was, it was a sight to see. I think that is my best match I have called to date. I will say that. I, I, I think I was, I think I was on point there. I did my best. Pat McAfee there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All this stuff. You guys already know where to follow me. You guys already know where to follow the BC. Thank you all so much. February, we're coming up on five years of doing this. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for what the future has as next. And as your uh, as your champion, 
I want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, Self high five. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. I'm gonna get myself a Barry Horowitz, pat myself <laughs> on the back. Did you oh. just mute Brian again? Of, of course, because he's talking that ish. Yeah, I don't want to hear it, man. So thank you all so much. I'm the champion of your hearts. I'm the champion of this show. I'm the industry leader. Y'all already know. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone messiah. We'll see you in the new year. Happy New Diamonds Year, Diamonds are baby. forever. Happy New Year, baby. Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year, pal. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.